Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. (laughs) Welcome to Money-Making Conversations. That's right. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money-Making Conversations talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversations have that same passion, and they share that same information when we talk about their career, motivation, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. My next guest is here, boy. This is, woo, I'll tell you something. I got this, I got this, somebody messaged me through LinkedIn and said, my next guest was in town. Could he do the show? I said, I immediately put my cell number in there. Didn't know who she was. All I know, I got to get close to my boy. My next guest, production company, Who's Laughing Now, has been producing hit dramedies for the past 25 years. To date, he and his family have launched more than 20 productions delivering to sold-out theaters across the country. In addition to TV shows on GMC, 
Aspire, UMC, BET, and Bravo. Please welcome to Money Money Making Conversations, J.D. Lawrence. All right, all right. All 70 of me clapping. (laughs) 72. 72. 72. Yeah, I got to get the other two in there. Get get some numbers in there. You know, he's the Guinness Book of World Records for that, correct? Well, actually, I surpassed the Guinness Book of World Records. Mm -hmm. Um, I went for the Guinness Book of World Records, and we had a issue with it because I beat the record, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know at the end of it they wanted $10,000. They wanted money. Yeah, they wanted $10,000. And I was like, $10,000? I said, well, hold on. Then nobody told me that. I didn't see that in the contract. Right, 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 right. right <laughs> so they wanted $10,000 to actually give me the actual A award. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, you know, no problem. We, mm-hmm. we wrote them the um, check. check right. mm-hmm. Then they told me I would only have it for one day because there was a guy in Germany that, um, because at that time I only played 56, and I beat the 52 characters, so I played 56. Right. But they said that I would only have it for a day because it was a guy in Germany <laughs> that was doing 60. I said, well, I'm not giving you $10,000 for a day. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Right, right. So then we waited a year, and I came back mm-hmm. because I wanted to challenge it. And also we got our money back. Right. And I went and I beat the 60 characters, and I did 72. 72. Then mm-hmm. they wanted 20000 Oh, they just, they just keep going up, huh? They wanted twenty thousand dollars. Payment man. for recognition. Yeah. So my PR person said, "Well, listen, all we got to do is just say you surpassed it, and if right. they want to challenge it, you know, we have it on, you know, film." Well, you know, a lot of people don't know that when you get those stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, there's a fee for that. That's too. right. Roughly yeah. about thirty thousand yeah. dollars. Yes, so, sir. So you say, "Why? What you call them? Is not on us on the." Because they don't want to pay that $30,000. Well, with $10,000 more, I could have just had me a star. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And how you been doing, my friend? Been a long time, a little yes. back history. Uh, yeah. We, we came together up in New York when I, Steve and I went to WBLS in yeah. New York City in 2005. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we just started connecting. Uh, sure. You, uh, just tell, tell well, your side of the story. Well, well, but let me say this. Back then, if nobody don't know, I had asked um, you to manage me. Uh-huh. And you said to me, what are you doing for yourself that I can't do? Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I had to think about it for a minute. I said, well, what am I doing for myself? <laughs> and you said, brother, he said, do it for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to where you got to get to, then come back and say, all right, I can't go no further. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I think I was lazy and I didn't do it. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm going to tell you, I left that meeting Mad. <laughs> I was tight. I was like, yeah, McDonald said, I got to do it for myself. And then my wife said, well, what are you doing for yourself? Like, what? And then I literally motivated myself mm-hmm. to do something mm-hmm. for myself. Because I didn't stop talking to you. No, no, no. You no, would no. answer my calls and everything. Yeah, absolutely. What are you doing? I said, nothing. <laughs> you know, but you, you like, send me a play. What about yeah. this? Rashawn, you said, can you watch this video and things like that? I just saw seeing you moving forward. Yeah. But it was no denying your talent. Right, no, sure. But it was like, okay, because what happens is a lot of people in Hollywood, they get an agent, they get a manager, mm-hmm. and sometimes they just stop. They think something magical is going to happen. But right. what people don't realize is that is that managers and agents are really just helping a talent to the next level right. because of their because of their actions, because of their – a classic example is Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is a, is a social media phenomenon. Mm-hmm. He brings in management to connect him to the right people or agents to connect him to the right people – and that organization can lead to a better financial situation. But believe me, I didn't make a Stephen A. Smith. I didn't make a Steve Harvey. I just positioned him wow. based on the foundation that he gave me. Mm-hmm. He had a foundation, but Steve was always out there ready to go on the road, ready to tell a joke. And that's all I was asking him. What are you doing for yourself? Yeah. Well, to, to build your brand, to work your brand. Mm-hmm. And the evolution of all these different characters came along. Now, 
you know, you're big in dramedies. Mm -hmm. Just to explain to everybody on the show, what exactly is a dramedy? A dramedy is, uh, my interpretation of it is mixing drama mm -hmm. with the comedy side and bringing right. them both. Because um, I want people, you know, I, I always want people to laugh, but mm -hmm. I want to feed them a message at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that's the dramedy side of it is, you know, um, giving them an important message, right. you know, that's serious, but making it, you know, uh, it's almost like, you know, uh, 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 you know, feeding people ice cream, you know, feeding them their medicine, but you got some ice cream mixed up in there. Absolutely, you, you, absolutely, you know I mean? absolutely. Yeah. You know, but and it's just, it's just, you know, you have to be talented to be able to pull that off because usually in a scene it's so dark mm -hmm. that that you you make that right turn mm -hmm. and people go with you. Yeah, yeah, and, and and things like that. So now when I'm reading your bio, JD, it talks about family. Mm -hmm. Who in your family is part of the production company? Everybody. Everybody what, works. What does that mean? What, who is I, everybody? Anybody that's eating in my house is working. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, why is that? Why is that? Because I think it's important, you know, as a family, mm -hmm. you're a lot stronger and you want to keep family around you when you're in this yeah. business. Because David and Tamala yeah. Mann do that. Yes. Everybody mm -hmm. in that house. Yeah. So they can speak. Yeah. And I, get up out of bed. Everybody going to work. Go I got my wife handles the money side of it. I don't let Absolutely. my kids count my money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just let my wife count my money. Uh -huh. But I got a son who's into. Mm -hmm. um, he's he 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 actually just graduated from cooking school. Mm -hmm. So I did. And one thing that I did wrong about that, I told mm -hmm. her he cooked better than. Mm -hmm. My wife, mm -hmm. so she hasn't cooked since. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> but good, he's good. into uh, you know music as well, so he so he scores a lot of the uh, music, oh, you know, good. for the show. Mm -hmm. And then I have my two daughters; they handle the business side on screen, mm -hmm. you know. So when we did the reality show Bravo, they actually came on screen, absolutely, you know, and do it. Let, let's talk about uh, something that's real important: that uh, you're 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 a successful actor and mm -hmm. prominent stuttering. Okay. Okay. So that's that's something that's been part of your life, mm -hmm. and, and 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 when you go into character, it's not there. No, not <laughs> not at all. You know, and it's weird because um, I spoke to Samuel Jackson about this. He came to New York City one time. Mm -hmm. Him, Bruce Willis, mm -hmm. um, Emily um, Blunt, and I remember having a conversation with Sam about it, and he's like, "You you know, you have to put a character in front of that voice, right? You know, because I didn't know that he had a speech in." Impediment. I never knew but Steve that. Steve Harvey did or too. Mm -hmm. stutter. Yeah, and yep. I spoke to um, mm -hmm. um Steve about that. I remember one time at the um hoodie was it dog? Mm -hmm. What you? What are you stuttering about, dog? Just speak <laughs> up, man. Yep, <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I've, you know, um, um, getting on stage like when I go into the character, you know, any character that I decide to go into, the character just completely flows out, and this character does not stutter at all. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can't walk around life talking like that. <laughs> Well, you probably would just look at you a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did it in school. <laughs> What's working with all But when you when you talk about because you did seventy two characters. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's break down that process because I don't know seventy two anybody like right. that. Sure. Okay. So, and the name of the play is what? It's called Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yes. Yeah, and right now it's on. It's, a, it's, a, it's been on tour, right? Well, we've been doing some spot dates. We actually head out on a national tour with um, AL. W, uh, mm -hmm. that's Al, uh, Al Wash. Al Wash mm -hmm. out of yep. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, he was, hey, J.D., now I'm going to tell you something. How you going to do these 72 people? That's <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al Wash, one of the big time. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. We can go back when he really was a dominant force yeah. uh, to 
took many, many stars out on the road. Kurt Franklin tour was yeah. on the road. So he was always out there. Now you have, I think, Jacarius. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then also, it. of course, you know, Tyler Perry. Yes, of course. You know, uh, and who just took it to the next level. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and, and I have so much respect for Tyler because he built a, 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 a brand out of nowhere. Right. You know, and, and really made it something. Let's talk about uh, something that's really important. That, uh, you're, you're, you're a successful actor and you're mm-hmm. prominent. Stuttering. Okay. Okay. So that's that's something that's been part of your life, mm-hmm. and, and 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 when you go into character, it's not there. No, not <laughs> not at all. You know, and it's weird because um, I spoke to Samuel Jackson about this. He came to New York City one time. Mm-hmm. Him, Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. um, Emily um, Blunt, and I remember having a conversation with Sam about it, and he's like, "You you know, you have to put a character in front of that voice, right? You know, because I didn't know that he had a speech in." Impediment. I never but knew Steve that. Harvey did or too. Mm-hmm. A stutter. Yeah, and yep. I spoke to um, mm-hmm. um Steve about that. I remember one time I told um what do you was it dog? Mm-hmm. What you what are you stuttering about, dog? Just <laughs> speak up, man. <laughs> uh, yep, yep. You know, but I I've you know um um getting on stage like when I go into the characters, you know, any character that I decide to go into, the character just completely flows out and this character does not stutter at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but I can't walk around life talking like that. <laughs> Well, you probably we should look at you a little different. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I did it in school. <laughs> What's working with him? But when you when you talk about because you did seventy two characters. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's break down that process because I don't know seventy two anybody like right. that. Sure. Okay. So, in the name of the play is what? It's called Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. Yes. Yeah, and right now it's on. It's, it's it's been on tour, right? Well, we've been doing some spot dates. We actually head out on a national tour with um, AL. W, mm-hmm. uh, that's Al, uh, Al Wash. Al Wash mm-hmm. out of yeah. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. Yeah, he was, hey, J.D., now I'm going to tell you something. Yeah, well, How you going to do these 72 people? That's <laughs> 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 Al, Al Wash, one of the big time. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. We can go back when he really was a dominant yeah. force. Uh, took took many, many stars mm-hmm. out on the road. Kurt Franklin tour was yeah. on the road. So he was always out there. Now you have, I think, Jacarius. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then He's also, of course, you know, Tyler Perry. Yes, of course. You know, uh, and who just took it to the next level. Oh, yeah. I, you know, and and I have so much respect for Tyler because he built a a, a, a brand out of nowhere. Right. You know, and, and really made it something. You know? I remember, uh, we're about to go in this break, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember when we, was, uh, when we was doing radio in uh, Los Angeles and Shamar Moore. Okay. He called me. He said, Rashawn, Shamar Moore has the new series on CBS. Uh, he's doing very well. Uh, he said... Um, you got to come to. He was playing at the Kodak Theater. Okay. Because you knew there was a big difference for his type of show to be mm-hmm. at the Kodak Theater. The Kodak Theater where they do the Oscars and all the major awards. Sure. In Hollywood. He said, you got to come see this guy. And mm-hmm. he, had, he hadn't done the movies yet. At okay. All. None of the Madea movies had hit. But he was already just breaking ground. Okay. And, 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 and going to the next level with his brand and understanding ownership of his brand. That's he right. understood that. That's right. He didn't give away rights. Nope. And stuff like that. And it's because he knew his brand meant something. And that's really the key with him. And when we're talking about business, you always have to have your mind at the, yeah. at the, at the top of the game sure. when it comes to business. Because people are on your brand, mm-hmm. you can walk away. I'm going to talk about somebody who kind of lost his brand when we come right back from this break. On the, on the, I'm, on, I'm here, y'all. Money Made Conversation. Old mm-hmm. friend. Uh, of many characters, J.D. Lawrence. Wow, it's great to see you. Oh, same here, man. Same here. <laughs> Hi, this is Rushan McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. 
you say to yourself, who calls Rashawn's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have to believe in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing and she got spoiled because there were maids and things to right. help take care of her. A lot of times the baby in the family is like that. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversations talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That's because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and your committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversations have that same passion, and they share that information when we talk about their career, motivation, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. It's really important to understand that this show is about you, for you, and um, my guests are here to help you. My next guest is world-renowned. Last year, the mayor of New York City and first lady awarded the Brooklyn Navy with her own day in New York City. She is co-host of The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club has transcended hip-hop and pop culture, become a popular stop for both rising and established politicians, community activists, and business leaders. The, Be- the Breakfast Club guest lists have ranged from Hillary Clinton to Jennifer Lopez to Dave Chappelle to Stephen A. Smith and everyone in between. In her spare time now, she has her book club called Angela Yee's Book Club. Her running club, Run With Ye, and her Wealth Wednesdays series with financial expert Stacy Tisdale. Finally, please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Angela Yee. <laughs> wow, that made me sound really amazing. Thank you. <laughs> well, you're amazing. What else does she do? <laughs> well, you know the thing about it though, Angela, is that uh, you know you 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 um in the in the era of social media and branding and and you know women dominate radio listenership. You know, if you have a show, unless you're doing sports, that's where men dominate listenership on sports end. And I produce so many fantastic morning shows, and I know the value of a female in their mm-hmm. positioning on the show. You're on there with two very dominant men. What do you feel your role is on The Breakfast Club? I think, uh, and we are very clear about what our roles are, but for myself, I would say that my role is the person that brings the facts. I'm the one that gets there earlier than everybody does the research, presents the stories, Mm -hmm. and does probably the most prep from when we have interviews. I'm also the one that brings it back in when things get off track. And so people (laughs) always look at me as as the person that, uh, the sane one. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, (laughs) so, but, you know, that's really funny because, you know, when I look at lip service, (laughs) you're kind of not sane (laughs) on that show, you know. (laughs) You know what's funny is I still am kind of like the Barbara Walters on lip service because my experiences are nowhere near as 
crazy as the ladies' experiences on there. I'm probably uh, the one that is the most tame out of all of us. People will say that all the time. And people also say, well, Angela doesn't tell us her experiences. Right. And I always look at it like, well, I'm here every single week. You guys know me from the Breakfast Club. I'm trying to learn more about other people. Right. But I also feel like I have always been somewhat conservative when it comes to my own sex life. So if I want to be honest, everybody's not a freak. A lot of people are conservative also. Absolutely. And we love to learn about new things. Absolutely. You know, and that's why, you know, it's called fantasy. You know, you can yeah. have a fantasy <laughs> and you can have reality. And so when I'm, so when, you know, cause I, I try to reach out and, you know, when guests come on my show and especially unique guests, like, cause you are unique guests. Cause we, we know, I don't, I don't mention uh, that, that's that amount of uh, activity, a book club, or, you know, you're obviously in shape, you're running, you know, cause I'm sure if you run in front of me, I'm not going to catch you, you know, especially if you're doing <laughs> some distance. I, 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 I keep up with you for a New York block. After that, we all. Let me tell you something. I bet you if you started running, just a little bit, like every few days. See, she's a motivator. She's, she's, she's a motivator. Like I've ran with people that <laughs> never ran before in their life who have asthma, everything. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people like that. One of my really good friends from college, now she runs marathons. Before that, she had asthma, never ran a day in her life. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because no, uh, let's, let's take, I, I can't go too detailed because I'm on free radio, terrestrial radio with <laughs> the lip service show. But, you know, you got Gigi on there. I see Stephanie and L'Oreal. On the mm-hmm. show now, are they are, are is that your team or uh, how does that how does the makeup? Then you have the guests, you know, you know right. they come on the show and and you, they're teasers. You're, you're trying to pull out the nuggets of, of of sometimes shock or information, like you said. You know, <laughs> I, I, I saw you know Chelsea Handler episode, and I saw when you were on that episode, you admitted I'm not trying to be Oprah. That, I, right. that, that's right. not that's never been my goal. You know, my and, and what I loved about it, and I always tell people in my intro is about. You know, you're out there writing your own story, and that's what impresses me. And it's just, just tell people why that's important that Angela Yee tells her story first. Well, I think we are very diverse human beings. Sometimes people think we're so monolithic as black women. They think if you're a journalist that automatically you want to be Oprah. We right. all respect Oprah, of course. Like, there's no denying what she did and what she's created is amazing, her whole empire. But that doesn't mean... That's who I'm modeling myself after. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that people think, oh, you're going to be the next Oprah. And that's not always what it is. Like for myself, I can never be the next Oprah because that's just not the lane that I'm in. I've never been, uh, <laughs> I've never done interviews like she has. Like I do sometimes have a dirty mouth. I come from Sirius Satellite Radio. Mm-hmm. And as you know, it was very uncensored. I was on a hip hop station mm-hmm. that was very male dominated. I think it was like, 80% males that listen. Right, you know? right, so I right. Think <laughs> just to keep it real, like, that's how I started doing radio. So I've always been, like, when I started, I was the only woman on the station, you know, on Shade 45. So for myself, <laughs> that just never is a lane that I could even see myself being in, just coming from this whole hip-hop. That's not Oprah, you know? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Um, you know, I, I have a gift. You know, I see talent, and I recognize where they're going to go. You know, this is just, you know, like I said, you know, one thing I noticed about you is that you are, you know, you are a person who reinvents herself, you know, you know, and, I, and then you understand multiple streams of income by right. what I just mentioned. And so, so what you're doing now is just a version of what you're doing now. And as you mature, you know, your values change and, you know, I, I don't know what the, the next 10 years, but it's going to be a different Angela Yee in 10 years because that's just you, you know, you, you have a clear understanding. Like you already admit certain things. I'm conservative, Rashawn, you know, conservative things start taking over 
they start directing <laughs> you where you want to go with your brand. And this is what this is all about, your brand, you know, because right. you carry, I always tell people, you know, you carry a certain group of people you with you for 20 years and they have value for 20 years. That's who you go out and tell advertisers, look, I'm 18 to 34, I'm 18 to 49. That's the, that's the number they want, 25 to 49. So you carry those folks for 20 years, you know, you and along the way you reinvent yourself to hang on to them and also sometimes to be relevant to a younger group so you can carry them with you. And so when I look at your right. brands, you know, and, you know, I see real estate investor. And and then are you a homeowner? Yes. So I do have uh, right now four residences. Well, hold on, hold on. Um, that's, not a, that's, a, that's, that's like a, a, a – I say a homeowner now. You said four residences. Are, are you just putting right, it out so there I like own, that? I own two homes in Detroit outright. <laughs> I own – I own my house in Brooklyn that I live in outright because I just paid off the mortgage. That was my birthday. Congratulations. Gift my birthday was January Congratulations. 3rd. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> so was it a, was it a 30-year mortgage or a 15-year mortgage that you paid off? It started off as a 30-year. Then I refinanced it um, two years ago to make it a 15-year. There you go. Just to get a lower rate. And, there you go. You know, when I did that, because the rates had dropped, uh-huh. that also meant that I wasn't even paying much more than I was paying already just to make it a 15-year instead of a 30-year because of the rate drop. And then I had made a promise to myself that by my birthday, I want to pay off my mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I did it. Well, you know, something's really interesting because that gets to your, uh, your, 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 your Wealth Wednesday, I believe. That's right, uh, that you do. Wealth Wednesdays, we do with uh, Stacey Tisdale. Because mm-hmm. people need to understand that. Because I did the same thing with my, you know, I have two homes. I paid off both of them, one's in Houston, one's in Atlanta. And the first home, I had a 30-year mortgage. And then, uh, and so when you go to 15, it's really not that big of a difference. Right. Yeah, you're right. Especially, it's really the percentage, too, you know, what your interest is. So yeah. once that interest drops a point, you'll be surprised how much that can shave off. And you're paying less interest from the beginning of your loan. So it just really makes sense. But for myself, I think people would tell you it's not a good idea to pay off your mortgage. People would tell you all kinds of things. What they do? What they tell you that? Things, things. People are just silly out there. They will tell you don't pay off. People, I remember God saying, I'm sorry for cutting you off because I got me mad. Somebody yeah. told me don't, don't pay it <laughs> off. What What are you talking about, dude? When you make a certain amount of income, I'm telling you some property tax don't even apply anymore. Right. Property mm-hmm. tax only go up to a certain. If you got a $5 million house, believe me, property tax don't cover $5 million. You stopping in that $1 million <laughs> range. So everything else the government's going to take anyway. So, right. so that's why that's why I really value you know your financial your financial literacy campaign. Talk to us a little bit about that because you know so much to talk about. So I'm gonna just tell you like Angela, this is gonna be our first conversation, and I'm just gonna expose my my listeners to you. But you got so much going on, so let's talk about the financial literacy. You know you you, you know you you you've been recognized by with a day in New York City, you know, you're on a popular club. You got a, you know, you get a hundred thousand, uh, 1.5 million views on your lip service show. Every time it airs, you know, you got, you, 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 well, what's the goal? What's the goal? What's the goal? <laughs> well, I think as far as the financial literacy part, I do this thing called Wealth Wednesdays <laughs> once a month with Stacey. And that's actually at my juice bar. Cause I have a juice bar in Brooklyn called juices for life. And we do that there because when I first opened that juice bar, it'll be, what, four years in September since we opened this juice bar with Style P from the locks. And when we first got the juice bar, I got this space in Brooklyn for us that's amazing. Like, it's a beautiful space. It's nice and open. It has a backyard. And my goal was always, I want this to be a place where the community can come and best die. Best and, die. Yes, it's in best die and have events. It's on Malcolm X Boulevard. 
And for me, I wanted it to be something that's also catered to our community, the core people that are from Bedside, that are from that neighborhood. So they feel like this is for us because there's so much gentrification going on, so many businesses coming in that aren't trying to make us feel not welcome to be in those businesses. So I wanted it to be a place where it's not get your stuff and go. It's more come in, sit down, have a meeting if you need to. You can stay all day. We got the TV. It's a little lounge area in the front. <laughs> oh, what do you want to do? You want to have a baby shower here? You need to have an event. Oh, we set all kinds of things up for people. So I started Wealth Wednesday because I wanted to have something that was free for the community that was also empowering them to know that they can be successful and can make money and can be homeowners and can have great credit. Now, here's the thing about it. Our times change. Because, you know, our, a little background on me. Angela, I moved to New York in 88 to be a stand-up comic. I wanted to be the next, next, you know. And uh, Eddie Murphy was hot out there. Richard Pryor, of course, was always hot. And I remember I took the subway, and I got off in <laughs> Bed-Stuy, okay? I thought I was in another country. <laughs> she know what I'm talking about. She, she wasn't opening up no juice bar back in 88. I can tell you right now. <laughs> and, and, and it just shows you how that whole community has moved itself forward and, and, and how, you know, you know that's why you have a, a basketball team there now, you know. And mm-hmm. I would say the interesting thing about New York is that is that everybody, you know, Manhattan gets all the hype, okay? But Brooklyn's its own city. You don't even have to leave Brooklyn yeah. to have a great life. Brooklyn stands alone. They ask you where you're from. You don't say New York. You say Brooklyn. Angela, I am a fan of yours and also know that I just want to let you know that keep doing what you're doing. This whole multi, the multi stream, multiple streams of income, being able to uh, understand that the community comes first. That's your brand. And also the fact that you are a female that represents being you and being strong and being having a voice that that delivers a message that's equal for everybody. That's important, and I want you to maintain it. We'll be back with more money-making conversation with the star of The Breakfast Club, Angela Gee. Money-Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money-Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next guest is the first time on the show, which I'm always excited because I get to learn new things. I get to expand my conversation base. Keep talking to the same people. You don't get educated as much. But I will be educated after this show, but she about food. And everybody who listens to this show knows Rashawn McDonald is an all-time great foodie. My next guest restaurant is the premier comfort food, comfort food destination in New York City. As you will see from her Instagram page, at Melba Harlem, celebrities like Nas, Nick Cannon, woo, her cousin, CNN's April Ryan, D.L. Hughley, and many more, all enjoy her American comfort food. I want to know what that is, you know, American comfort food. She is always seen on the Food Network, whether she is a judge on Beat Bobby Flay, cooking with the amazing host on The Kitchen, or trying to pick the winner in the finale of The Worst Cooks in America. That's one of my favorite shows. Those people really can't cook. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my girl, Melba Wilson. Rashad, how are you? Hey, Melba. Uh, now, you know, I had to put all those credits in there because some of them were just so worth talking about now. Now, because Bobby Flay, that's my boy. Then you got the kitchen, which you got to come on there with <laughs> little, little nice little quick recipes you got to put out real fast so, so people can capture at home. And it's kind of like competing. Everybody taste and sample your stuff on the spot. So, you know, you know you got to have your act together. And then, but my favorite show, Worst Cooks in America. 
Well, they truly are the worst cooks when they start out. However, you know, they get in there with Amberell and they throw down. They they really learn how to cook. And uh, I've been really inspired and surprisingly uh, happy with some of the results that have come out of that show. Well, I'm going to tell you something. The ones that they cut early, they just can't cook. They 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 well, they, 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 they somewhere destroying people's lives right now. <laughs> you know what? I've been blessed because I've only done the finale on Worst Cooks and Worst Bakers, so I consider myself blessed. You but are I blessed. To go through some of those early rounds. I, I don't know if your girl can do that. No, 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 no. Because you they're so bad, you almost you almost think they just you know, oh, uh, they just want to be on TV, especially on the celebrity side. You know, you think they just want to, you know, it's like dancing with the stars. You know, that's a celebrity mm-hmm. side. Then you have the regular everyday people. But, you know, if you're a cook or a person, you really know they don't. That ain't what, that's not what they do. You know, when they. You really do know. You, and, you know, cooking is a labor of love. And it's something that not everyone can do, but it's something that everyone can enjoy, especially when you get that finished product at the end on your plate. So, um, and ultimately, that's why I'm in business because not everyone can, and not everyone wants to. So, well, well let's talk about that. Okay, we, we we your intro starts you at you know with restaurant opening, and we're gonna talk about your new restaurant that's opening. And I want to put that banner on my social media and my fan club. Let them know because I go to New York a lot, and so you're definitely gonna see my mug because I am truly a foodie. Now, your intro yeah. talked about comfort food, American comfort food. What exactly is that? Well, to me, American comfort food is food that evokes warm and wonderful memories. It's food that transports you back to great times in your mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh, in the studio, everybody in the studio, they perked up their ears now. We probably, come on now, come on, yeah, Melba. Don't be messing with us like food, that now. You best, best. Comfort food, Rashawn, can be that cheesy, gooey, delicious macaroni and cheese that your Aunt Martha used to throw down with in the kitchen. <laughs> or it can be that tater salad that Uncle John used to make. So it's just food that transforms you and it stop, takes stop, you back. Mel, Mel, and I think Mel, these, Mel. on these days and times, we all need to be comforted and taken back to those times. Y'all do potato salad at your restaurant? No, I don't do potato salad. I do tater salad. There's a big difference now. We don't put no hoe in front of that. We, we call it tater salad. Because I'm going to tell you something. That is a whole... I'm going to tell you something. I, I, you want to make me mad? Put some bad potato salad. They got it on their menu. Cause I that's the first thing I cause I'm always searching for food. I'm searching for right. good potato salad. Tater salad. But see, I'm trusting tonight because she said tater salad. That's right. My family's from South Carolina, so that explains it all, right? Oh my god. So so this is good comfort food. Now now so so what do you what where exactly are you is the restaurant located? The name of the restaurant, where's it located? What are the hours? So the, the restaurant is called Melba's, easy for me to remember, mm-hmm. and um, it's on the southwest corner of 114th Street in Harlem. So it's 300 West 114th Street, New York 10025. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is Melba's with an S, Harlem. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm born, bred, and buttered in Harlem, and that's why it was really important for me to open up in a community that I love so much. But uh, a community that has changed a lot. Ooh, well, or it's, can or I get it's an amen to that for, one? For racial yeah. background. I remember, because I, I, I moved when I moved to, you know, I, I've been to New York several times. I moved to New York when I first started doing comedy in 88. Uh, and, okay. uh, you know, they, you couldn't even catch a cab north. You know, you, <laughs> they wouldn't even, they wouldn't take you north, let alone right. past Harlem. You weren't, you weren't going there. That's, that's why they had the gypsy cabs. 
and was really That's changed right. the game for Harlem and, and traffic with Uber. Uber was picking you up everywhere. And so that yeah. really, really changed the game as far as transportation up there because you, you put your Uber in and they come get you. Pick you up on the corner and you go back. That really changed the whole cab service for, for, for everybody in the city of New York. And so, but New York, what I loved about Harlem was that they have always had these unique restaurants where you go in and you get good original food. And I call the food that you have original food because of the fact yeah. that it does take you back. Because so many times you can't get good vegetables or good cornbread or good, good, good you know, just good food. So let's go through your yep. menu and you putting that together in the menu. Cause now you got me hungry and uh, I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to get back up to New York. And, and uh, here's the deal about me, Melvin. When I come to your oh, restaurant, sure. I don't want no, I don't, I don't, I pay. So I'm, I'm one of these guys that go, Oh, Rishon's here. No, 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 no. You come over there with, and then ask me to, to give me a little, oh, I got that. No, I'm going to really be mad at you because you're an entrepreneur. Okay. And so, so I always go in. So tell me about, and I appreciate that too, by the oh, way. I, Thank you so much. I'm gonna tell you something. That, that, that's the only way I work. You know, I, uh, Steve Harvey and I, when we was travel, I, we we we. Hey, I got that. I got that. We, yeah. Uh, because yeah. of course, you know, that's, because at the end of the day, when the Con Ed man comes, or when the or when the uh, or when the phone company comes, you know, I can't tell them I got that. No. You know? No. No. I need I need to write that check. So I truly do appreciate that. And when you talk about supporting small businesses, especially businesses of color, the way that we can make sure that we stay in business is through economic development, which means making sure that our dollars circulate within our community at least eight times. And that happens when people like you come into these communities and pay Absolutely. for our services and Absolutely. our goods. So I truly and support hearing that from you. Thank you. We're going to plan this out because I, everybody knows me. I, I just went up to my bar and saw him in Seattle. June baby uh-huh. restaurant up there. Went up there. Yeah. So I when I say I'm gonna do something, I go and do it now because he, okay. he has some chitlins. We gotta get on his you down on Tuesday night so yes, you can sir. experience the live music. Okay, cool. This will this this, this this is all good. This is a really, really good conversation. Okay, so so when you talk about uh, you know, you, you said a small kitchen, you said about you said it seats about hundred people? hundred and nine, yeah. Okay. The new restaurant, what what what's the capacity gonna be on that? I'm so excited. The new restaurant is is a spot that seats 70, and it's seafood. Mm. It's all seafood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, instead of going to City Island, you can you can stay in our neighborhood and come to Melba's. Cool. We're so super, it's three minutes away from the original space, and um, it's paying homage to the black fishermen. Right. Because when we came to this country as slaves, a lot of us came from the coast right. and we had fishermen skills. And so we learned how to fish. And so it's, it's paying tribute to women. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a team of amazing women that are, that are um, partners with me in this venture. Uh, we have our fishmonger is a female who we're super excited about. Our, our psalm, we have a female psalm that's doing the whole wine list, mm-hmm. who's from ha- Harlem that was just written up in Food and Wine Magazine, Chai McCoy, uh, our executive chef, um, Chef Mimi, who is phenomenal, who lives in Harlem, has a huge seafood background. And then there's me. So it's women coming together to celebrate food. And we're super duper excited about it. It'll be open uh, the first week in February. And voila, it's going to be amazing. Okay, cool. So you're timing my visit. You're timing my visit to New York. First, mm-hmm. of, I got that means I can do two restaurant stops. That That's week. right. Okay, cool. 
Now, I, this is a natural transition because I want to talk about you becoming the first African-American female to be the president of the New York City Hospitality Alliance. First, tell everybody what the New York City Hospitality Alliance is. Not the Harlem, but the New York City Hospitality Alliance. And why was it important so that you super- become a... Well, I've been a member of the New York City Hospitality Alliance since its inception. And what it is, is it's over 3,000 restaurants, um, all based in in the five boroughs of New York City. It's everyone from Tao to Labo to Nobu to Tribeca Grill Mm -hmm. to Sylvia's to BLT Steak. So it is the most premier restaurant here in the city. And we lobby on behalf of the needs of, of not just a restaurant, but the nightlife venues. You know, from from DL to um, oh god, oh god, I can't even to Marquee, um, you know, to the Gold Bar, but some of the biggest and best places in the city, and we lobby on behalf of um, of our of our venues. You know, um, the city sometimes under Mayor De Blasio can be very difficult right. to, to business owners. Um, in terms of fees, commercial property taxes, et cetera. So we lobby on behalf of um, of New York-owned restaurants and nightclubs. And this is the first time not only that they've had a female as the president, but a person of color mm-hmm. in general as the president. So I'm super-duper excited and um, just coming upon my year one tenure as the president of the New York City Hospitality Alliance. Well, I want to say congratulations to you. First of all, and secondly, for coming on my show, you'll be seeing me. I know Super Bowl is February 2nd, so the week of February 9th, I'll be in New York City to visit both of your restaurants. One of the restaurants, I'm especially order that cornbread. We're going to put that out there. And then I'm going to go get me some good seafood at the other restaurant. But again, continue your success. Um, again, you're special because you want it and you earned it. And um, I'm going to support you not only by a visit, but any social media post that you want to have, please let me know, and I'll definitely post the social media when your restaurant, your Sufu restaurant opens in New York City, first week of, of February, okay? Rashawn, I graciously thank you uh, for your talk continued soon. support. And not and only talk soon, so many other entrepreneurs. Not only we'll talk soon, but we'll see each other soon, okay? Amen. God bless. Thank, thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Rushan McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversations. You say to yourself, who calls Rushan's show? Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Lonnie Love. You have to believe in yourself. If nobody else believes in you, believe in yourself. With me being the first woman to host Essence Festival with 70,000 people um, to introduce Michelle Obama, that just doesn't come overnight. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations. Lynn Whitfield. Your daughter, Charity, is a hot mess on Greenleaf. Well, she is. She is. She's just trying to find her footing. And she got spoiled because there were maids and things to help take care of her. A lot of times, the baby in the family is like that. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com and follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Welcome, welcome to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversations talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. 
So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by your by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals through your planning and your committed effort. My guests on Money Making Conversation have that same passion, and they share that information when we talk about their career, motivation, what they are promoting, how they live a balanced life, and their secrets to success. This show is for you. The guests I bring on the show are here to help you. So listen up, folks. My next guest. It's her third time. Every year she comes on the show. Like a, it's, like a, it's like a year. Because the first time it was 2017 in December. And, it's, and we came back in 2018 in December again, I believe. And then now we're in January 2020. So I'm a little off on my annual, you know, fix that I got to have with Cat Test. She comes in with energy. My next guest is a tattoo artist, business owner, painter, philanthropist, and social media influence, and reality television star. She's the first African-American woman to own a tattoo studio in Los Angeles, achieving notice after being discovered on VH1's hit series, Black and Crew, Chicago. Her artistic and creative handiwork has included and doing tattoos for countless celebrities and athletes. Please welcome again, Katrina Cat-Tat Jackson. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. Always so good to chop it up with you. Well, you know, um, uh, last time you was on, you know, you you had just opened this, this, the, the tattoo location. And what's the name of it? Tell yeah. us, everybody, where is it at? Where is it at? The shop is called Enigma Tattoo, and we're right in Beverly Hills. We're right on Pico and Robertson. I know. So it's a pretty uh, popular intersection. Yeah, really so we're right is. in the center of the city. Yeah, because cause the reason it's popular because, you know, uh, sometimes when traffic gets bad, I take Robertson yeah. exit and make that left, and I got to go right past Pico, you know, and I have to stop because I'm trying to get to Santa Monica make that right so I can get into Hollywood. So <laughs> I'll make that left because I always stay at this. She's going to be mad because I always stay at the, uh, at the International uh, Intercontinental Hotel, which is right there in Century City. I'm right down the street from it. So, oh yeah, yeah. Next time you got to pull over and mm-hmm. come on in. Yes. And what, visit what, what's, me. The, what's the experience? You know, because one here's tattoo. Because I know you have an experience when one comes into your location. Talk to us about the experience. Um, you mean like the experience of like a client? So like clients. I know you have your artwork on the walls and things like that. Correct. Yeah. So, um, everyone that steps foot in the shop, they literally said, like, man, the vibe in here is just amazing. Right. And that's what I wanted. Um, I knew I wanted a tattoo shop, but when you think about um, tattoo shops in the past, like, a lot of them are, like, little hole-in-the-wall shops or, Mm -hmm. you know, just not really, like, a a super comforting vibe. But, like, Enigma, when you walk in, it's good music, good energy, beautiful artwork. I mean, there's eight of us, and all of us are painters as well. Mm-hmm. So people come in, and they're literally, like, blown away by all the art on the walls. They're right. like, man, this is like an art gallery, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, we've been blessed to have um, uh, two annual art shows since we've been open. Um, people come in and purchase artwork for their homes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they get tattoos. So the tattoo experience is just very, very relaxing, and uh, I guess you could say scenic, you know, because they're, you know, they get to just look at all the art while they're getting tattoos. We right. always have good music going, good conversation. It's just a, a, a good vibe. Well, that's what I, that's what I was wanting people to understand, that, you know, you know, people, all people have different versions of what they feel a tattoo. I, I've seen them, you know, you go down Hollywood, a, a, sun, a, a sunset, and then you just see a, mm-hmm. a look over there and go, oh, I'm not going up in there, you know, uh, 
or you right. feel that's not a place that's that you want to go for the very first time to get your tattoo. But that's the experience that mm-hmm. you didn't want at your location. And and our and when we first talked, when you first opened it, that's what really excited me was that you was creating an experience. And that, that people will right. walk away and tell somebody else about that experience. And that's really, and that's very in, in, in line with, you know, with, with what you get when you go to beauty salons and, uh, and, and uh, mm-hmm. barbershops. It's an experience. That's why you keep coming back because you sit there and talk and chat and chop it up. But you're adding the creative aspect of artwork, which is really part of Absolutely. your passion. Right. Yep. And I feel like with any, um, like with any service industry, whether it's like, um, tattoo shop or like you said, hair salon and barber, like, you know, social media is so prevalent these days. Um, but really what matters is the word of mouth, you know, and what people are saying and spreading the word about, about your place of business. So I think that that's more important than, than anything. Well, you know, the thing about it is that, first of all, you said social media now, uh, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. just posing left and right, just, just out there, just posing, you know, and so, so are you modeling now, or because I, because I, I just, and that's a good thing now, because all your, all your, all your poses are in good taste, and and and, and but the, but the response and the engagement that you're getting is really incredible, and I commend you on that because you're doing it more, or or, or I just stopped or started following you at the wrong time because you always pop up on my <laughs> timeline. I go, cat, cat posing again, she's posing again, and so, so, yeah, so is, know, is, is that a, is that personal growth for you to realize that who you are, you feel good about yourself? I'm not saying you never felt good about yourself, but you really are right. showing your brand, and that's part of your marketing. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you noticing that because I remember when I first started tattooing, um, I felt like I had to um, be, I had to hide the face and you know the beauty behind the girl that was the artist. I mm-hmm. felt like in order to be taken serious in this industry, I could only put out my tattoos, you know, right. like it, it's not about me. It's not about what I look like. It's only about my artwork. And I've built up my portfolio to a place where people know that my work speaks for itself. But, um, thanks to, you know, reality TV, people got to see me and got to get to know me and know mm-hmm. who I am behind, you know, um, all the tattoos and stuff. So now I'm at a place where I'm comfortable like, I feel like my work has spoken for itself, and I can also, like, I work hard to, I'm in the gym, you know, like, I have beautiful tattoos on my body, mm-hmm. and um, I've been blessed for, like, you know, endorsement deals and beauty brands and fashion brands to recognize me and mm-hmm. want me to represent their brand. So it's just crazy how things come full circle. You know, I've always just stayed true to just being the best that I can in any aspect, whether it's working, you know, tattoos, my artwork, working out, and um things are just starting to come full circle. So I used to, I remember I used to take pictures and my mom would be like, like, why are you just taking pictures for no reason? Is this for a magazine or something? (laughs) Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. now it's for, it's for an endorsement. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Oh no, yeah. you're on fire. You know, I, you know, you know me, I'm a, I'm a professional. I got to say an eye for talent. I, I, I understand what branding's all about. And I just have noticed that mm-hmm. there's a comfort zone and then a, a targeted approach to what you're trying to do. Cause like I tell everybody, all the pictures right. are tasteful. All the pictures are tasteful. They're all professional, but they're, what is, what is done for me as a person who doesn't have a tattoo is like, and a guy mm-hmm. who, you know, I remember when I was, you know, Created in the executive Steve talk show, when somebody came on with a tattoo, we called car washing. We had to cover those up. And what you've done is normalized the process. And you and other mm-hmm. people now, you know, I'm, you know, we know it's a it's a big world of people out there who own TV that are, are, are right. doing tattoos. But but seeing you an, an attractive person 
has allowed people to understand that there is value. There's artwork. That's what that's what really that's what attracts me. Is like you are a walking piece of art. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and that's what it's <laughs> really, about. I'm just, you know, it's about, you know, really, um, it's, it's about it, the quality. Yeah. Of it, it. And it's really that's a, that's an amazing thing to say that that you 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 are a walking piece of piece of art that of course cannot be bought, but, but can be sponsored. Thank you for a commercial endorsement. <laughs> 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 and, and that's that's beautiful because Absolutely. the reason, reason I enjoy talking to you is that cat tat is because I just watched your, your our conversations. I remember when we first started. You know, I could tell you was, our first conversation. You're trying to find who you are. You know, and you, mm-hmm. you you know you you walked away from the TV show and and you didn't you didn't know what the future held, but you were strong and saying I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna be special. And then when you came on the show last year, I could tell it when the, when you opened the tattoo studio in Beverly Hills, your energy was way up because you really started focusing on. It. <laughs> and then this whole year of just watching you on social media, just watching you your personal growth, your physical growth, you know, just now. Sky's the limit now for you. You know that, right? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I, that's absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about some stuff that's going on that they they sent to me. Okay, Cat has been invited by the NFL Players Association to this year's Super Bowl in Miami, Florida. Cat will design, create Super Bowl-inspired artwork and lead the annual uh, National Football League of Players Association Painting with the Pros event at the local Miami-Dade County School. This year, the school is... Carroll City Senior High School that you guys are going to be at. How did that happen? How did you? How did that come about? And um, what were your thoughts? Did you were you involved in saying this? This is uh, in the actual concept of what you wanted to present at the school. Um. Yeah. This is. Um. So this will be the uh, third time. Um. The third annual Super Bowl that I've um worked with the Players Association. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was connected with them um, about three years ago, and we did the first, I forgot how um, it happened, but I met um, Carol. She's um, one of the leading ladies of the association. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, they partnered with me, and they wanted me to design the um, the painting. And back then it was in Minnesota. So um, <laughs> You started out in the cold. The, That's the, extreme the, now. Minnesota, Miami. Okay. That's extreme now. That's extreme. So extreme. Oh, my gosh. And it was so cold that the whole time. And I was born in Minnesota. So I know all about that cold. You know, I'm from Chicago, too. So um, it was freezing cold. We did what we had to do. We did the paintings with the high school. We went to the events. But other than that, we did not leave that hotel room. Like, we were, it was freezing. But that was um, an experience. And it was just so great to be able to get in there and um, really do hands-on things um, with high school. I actually, you know, we talked about it. But. Initially, I was going to be a high school math teacher. So I I obviously took a different career path. Mm -hmm. But anytime that I can, you know, be back in that environment of being hands-on and, you know, impacting somebody at such a a young age where you can really, like, make a difference in their future, that is what really, like, what thrills me. So um, I'm blessed. Like, Minnesota was um, the first time. It was Mm -hmm. so amazing. And then they asked me back a second time when it was in Atlanta also amazing that time it was at booker t washington high school right and those kids were so talented like um they did the band came through and um we just painted together that one was amazing so i'm really really excited for uh this one this one's gonna be miami i'm sure the weather's gonna be nice i uh finished my artwork that i submitted for the um the high school that we're all gonna be painting i kept it real 
scenic, real beach vibes, Miami beach vibes. Right. So um, it, it was very, um, this painting that I designed was inspired by the whole Miami art scene. So I got to get really, really, really creative with it. You know, Art Basel's in Miami every December. So I think that um, this time is just going to be uh, so exciting. Uh, you are an inspiration. Like I said, uh, I, I've enjoyed and I'm going to continue to enjoy watching your growth. That's the cool thing about social media. You can just see people, an individual, an individual trans, you know, transcend, you know, tra- start changing, start elevating and, and being comfortable within their skin. And you do have a brand that's really, really unique and very special. And I'm talking to my girl Katrina Cat Jackson. She's uh, the owner of Enigma Tattoo in Beverly Hills, uh, which is right there on the corner of Robertson and Pico. Right there. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I want to know she's doing a great event. Third year with the National Football League Players Association. Painting with the pros. Again, I always want to appreciate you taking the time to be on my show. But know this. It's our third year talking. You know, mm-hmm. off air, uh, I, I promote anything for you. You not have not used me. Because I just want to let you know, and a lot of people don't understand why I created Money Making Conversation. Money Making Conversation is, is, I know my, my brand, and I know my brand grows mm-hmm. and it reaches a certain, I, I reach females. 75% of my followers are female. So no, I'm reaching a target that you, there, there will be very relatable to you. And so always use me in a good way to help build your brand. And if you ever need any advice, always hook up, call somebody, they'll, they'll connect me because I you got access to me like that. Okay, Cat Tat? Absolutely. I appreciate that. And look, we got to make a promise to each other. When you're in L.A., you better come by. <laughs> and when I'm in Atlanta, I'm stopping by. So okay. let's make that promise. I promise done deal. And you might see me in Miami. So I know because Stephen A. Smith talking about he's going down there. So you might. And I know, my, okay. I know, and I know the president of the uh, Players Association. I know I'm going to ask him. So he'll get me in on anything okay. I need. And I got Troy Vincent. He's the vice president of operations. I know he'll get me in. So you may see me in Miami. And we take a there selfie together. We take a selfie together. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay strong. I appreciate you, and we will be talking soon. Bye bye. Money Making Conversations continues online at www.moneymakingconversations.com. And follow Money Making Conversations on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.